most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because, you know, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed in order to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing? Today, I'm good. Buddy? Are you uh, out of Milwaukee yet? Uh, I am uh, at the airport along with uh, uh, many of my colleagues getting ready to head back to D.C. today. Short night of uh, sleep, but uh, interesting debate, I think. Very interesting debate, and, you know, we've talked a lot about it. Uh, the big question that we can't answer, and I'd be curious as to your perspective amongst others, do you think it's going to change any of the rankings in the polls? Um, right now, I'd say no. I mean, look, it's always possible we could have, you know, a little blip here and there. I mean, let me just give you my quick thought. Uh, real quick uh, thumbnail of each candidate. I, I think if you're looking for somebody who maybe had the edge, you might declare a winner. You could pick either Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio. You could even pick Carly Fiorina. Uh, I think that uh, Ben Carson and Donald Trump was much like the debate in Colorado. They didn't do anything bad. They didn't do anything great. Uh, yeah. But they certainly didn't hurt themselves. Right. Uh, you know, and Rand Paul, uh, I think, tried a little more this time to mix it up even more. I'm not sure he had a breakthrough moment. Jeb Bush, now Jeb Bush is, if there's one person who could sort of slow things down, it would be him. His people were very, very pleased with how the debate went for him yesterday. Um, you know, but I'm not sure that suddenly he's gonna, he's gonna pop right back up. But certainly right. what it does is it ends the, the sort of the questions of, hey Jeb, when are you getting out of the race? Or, you know, are you getting out of the race? That kind of thing. I, I think the, the Bush people will feel pretty good in going to their supporters and saying, see, uh, he looked good as a commander-in-chief. He was able to get uh, the better of Trump. He was able to, uh, to go after Hillary Clinton. So I think that's one place where you might see a little something. Uh, John Kasich, again, tried to really push hard to insert himself. I'm not sure it worked, but really his focus is not national. It's more New Hampshire. So the, the quick bottom line I don't see how it changes. Carson and Trump ahead, Rubio and Cruz next, and then Bush and everybody else. Jeb's staff thinking that he did all that great. I don't know what they're smoking, but, you know, I think that they're basically cheering because they want to extend their employment. Now, that's just my opinion because of the way staff well, work. I'm not knocking Jeb. I, uh, I can understand how you say that. Um, I, I think that if you look at last night, uh, you know, he did not go after Rubio. Remember, there, there was, let's face it, that was a disaster two weeks right, ago. Right, right. I agree. And so there was a lot of talk that he was going to do it again, and, and a, uh, a lot of people were walking around yesterday here in Milwaukee saying, well, why, why is he going to do that? That's, that's not going to work. Now, may, that may have been uh, intentionally put out there to get us off the trail. I don't know. But in the end, he stuck to the script, went after Hillary Clinton a lot more. It reminded me of what Chris Christie was trying to do in the first debate. Yes. And then Jeb did get the better of Trump on uh, some foreign policy stuff. I, you know, I, I have to also say I think that the, the extended answers both, again, revealed that, that, that Trump and Ben Carson, when they're on foreign policy, they're on sort of um, – uh, it's not their strongest uh, suit. 
And uh, and I think that showed for both of them yesterday. Uh, ben Carson's answer about Syria and Afghanistan sort of went around and around. And, and Trump uh, took a lot of fire for what he said about Russia and the Middle East and, and in Syria. So we'll see where we go on those. But again, I, I don't think that there's really any change. That's, that's my bottom line. I think we leave Milwaukee today as we arrive to Milwaukee. And, and really, this did not shake things up. You touched on a point that I think is an important one, and that is with the with them being allowed what was it a minute and a half to respond yep that has both pluses and minuses carson and trump did not capitalize on it because they should have been prepared with more specifics or been able to talk more specifics and use that time but on the other hand those that were able to do that they did a good job of taking advantage of that but yeah, there were a couple yeah. times that I noticed that people seemed to be uh, uh, talking and looking at the clock and saying to themselves, oh, i got another 30 seconds, i got to keep talking, when, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> right. You know, it's just like we talked about yesterday. Get your message, refine it, know what you're going to say, and be ready to spit it out. You know who does that, I think, maybe more effectively than others? Is uh, is both Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz? Rubio yes. almost at times lapses into his stump speech. Yeah, and uh, it just uh, it, you know I, I think it's hard for people to understand if you don't watch the candidates on an almost daily or weekly basis, you don't understand how the stump speech just flies out of your mouth. Right, and you, you know you you push the button in your brain and out it comes, and uh, that's really where you need to be in these debates. And that's why, you know, the press, that's why we like the unscripted moments, because we don't want you just to give your stump speech again and again. Uh, but uh, I, I, did, I did just sort of sense that, again, when Trump and Carson have extra time on foreign policy, uh, it's just not their strongest suit. I would agree. And, you know, I, that's a good way to describe Ted Cruz. I describe it as sometimes he crosses a line between his natural passion and his sort of scripted slash passion but you're right when that stump piece stump speech comes out now when i was running my staff never knew what i was going to say on the stump because <laughs> it was never the same i basically reacted to what i sensed from the crowd and you know and they so they were always nervous as to what is he going to say today to get us in trouble? But I think, yeah, that, that you, I think that's a good point. From a staff point of view. Oh, yes, no. Exactly right. So, you know, again, I, I, um, I don't think, uh, I know that people can look at it and say, well, I don't think Kasich did well, or I don't think Rand Paul capitalized, or whatever. I, you know, I don't think anybody hurt themselves. I, and I just don't think that there was any reason to look at this race and say, oh, geez. Uh, this guy's going to go before the next debate in December. Now, it may well be that Jeb Bush in the next few weeks encounters money issues. It may well be that Rand Paul's numbers don't go anywhere, or that John Kasich's don't go anywhere. I mean, and we don't know what the, the criteria is going to be for the next debate as to who gets on the main stage and who does not. But uh, I don't think there are any fatal errors or fantastic moments either yesterday for the Republicans. Yeah, I- <clears throat> I, what I think was f- fantastic for the Republicans was the fact that they were substantive and they yep. really hammered home uh, many of the candidates, the whole idea of replacing the tax code. That's what I thought was stellar in terms of generally speaking and overall without focusing on any one you know, particular candidate. Now, yeah, and, you know, and, and in that, on the details, that Ted Cruz got a little lucky that uh, you know, I, I think his, his little gaffe of repeating the Commerce Department twice was laughed off more than anything else, whereas four years ago it led to the downfall of uh, his former governor, Rick Perry. Uh, you know, sometimes, again, when you get into those detailed things, yeah, you may want more time, but it can also be your enemy, too. So He, should, for- he shouldn't have had five. When he said five departments, I'm going, oh, that's way too many. Here you go. I, I, I immediately thought he's going to screw this up, and he did. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you just—I understand what you want to do, but if you—if you're going to have five like that, you better have them written down on a card or yep. something like that. Amazing, uh, because you just don't want to screw that up, especially after seeing what happened before. But again, uh, he'll—the he, people will make fun of him about it. I'm sure people will crack jokes about it, but it, it's not going to be fatal unless, of course, he does it again sometime. Right. The first Fox debate—they reported 24 million viewers. Uh, the in. MSNBC debate, they reported 14 million thereabouts. Did you hear the numbers about the size of the audience? I have night? not right now. I would expect okay. in the next few hours we'll get something. But, um, you know, uh, you just never know about the numbers with this because the Fox Business Network is not clear on as many cable networks right. uh, around the country and carriers. So the numbers might be a little skewed. I still think, uh, you know, it, it was obvious the Fox business people and the Fox people were very pleased with last night. And, you know, in, in one sense, they did their job, the moderators. They didn't get into fights with uh, the candidates. There were a few times when the crowd let it be known to the moderators that they didn't like their questions, like there was that one in the pre-debate on, uh, you know, uh, give, and give me the name of a Democrat you respect, and that sort of got some hoots. And then Maria Bartiromo, when she was uh, aiming a question at Rubio, sort of with the predicate of, hey, Hillary's got this extensive resume, what yep. about you? Uh, the crowd jeered uh, uh, her a bit about that. Now, the one thing I would note that I was, was disappointed in was at the beginning of the second segment, uh, I think it was Neil Cavuto just simply gave the biggest softball to Ben Carson to allow him to push back on the stories uh, that have bedeviled him over the last week. Yeah. I get that, but at the same time, it had nothing to do with the economy or anything like that. And then the next question was an extraordinarily open-ended one to Donald Trump about immigration, and it ended with something like, you know, what do you want to do about illegal immigration? You couldn't be any more open-ended than that. And uh, actually, the odd part was that that one to Trump ended up spurring some good back and forth right. because John Kasich stepped in to push back on the idea of deporting millions of people. Jeb Bush jumped in as well. And I, I think it's a reminder, Herman, that maybe the most effective way for the candidates to spar with each other is not spar, is not to have the moderators spark that, but to have the individuals sort of say, you know, the, the candidates that are on the stage, they can say, hey, wait a sec, I don't agree with that, and they jump in. And it works better, I think, when they're the ones who do that rather than the moderators. And some and some of them did that at times. And, uh, yep. you know, one time Trump, you know, jumped in and said something about Fiorina interrupting somebody. But they all interrupted each other. I mean, yeah, and he got booed on that one yeah. actually too. There were there were you there were audible boos against him uh, yeah. on that. I thought that was you know it's really interesting because she's gotten the better of him several times in these debates with little exchanges like that, and she's done well in every debate, and yet she just can't keep that momentum going outside the debates. This is another challenge for her. She's had another good debate, and now what seems to happen is she just drops off the radar for the next few weeks until the next debate. I have a theory as to why that is. And, it, and what is that? And that is, is that her staff are planning more of her time at fundraisers raising money, which I know is important, when she has a unique opportunity for the next four or five days to plant herself in New York City and be on wall-to-wall -wall shows. I know they do that if you are there to be in studio, but I'm pr pretty sure that they've got fundraiser after fundraiser after fundraiser. Not, nothing wrong with that. You got to do that. But you also got to get out there in front of those cameras. Yeah, and she, you know, she's received very well on the ground in both Iowa and New Hampshire, but her numbers just haven't been there. And yeah. uh, to me, it's a it's a puzzling one because I still think she has the possibilities. But 
boy, it has not caught fire outside of the debate. Yep, you got it. Well, Jamie, you have a safe trip, my friend. And uh, I, uh, so did somebody throw that body in front of the plane to keep it from taxiing back from the <laughs> gate so you could make this call to be on the Herman no, Cain show? No, I, I came out here early, actually. And okay. I'll, I'll tell you, I even, I even rode the bus out here. I decided to heck with the cab. I caught the bus in front of the hotel and took the scenic route to come out early. So I got a few hours to blow now, but that's okay. No well, problem. Well, now. let the captain know that you need to be back on this show tomorrow, so to make sure that he gets you here safely, okay? Don't you worry, buddy. We'll see you later, Herman. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show.